Hey, all you freaks and geeks out there in podcast land, welcome to uh, a bonus episode of the Doctor's Orders podcast with the 512 Foot Doctor. As always, I am your host, the 512 Foot Doctor. Uh, check me out on the IG, the Instagram. Uh, please go and uh, throw some support, throw some likes. Uh, freaks and geeks, you've been doing an amazing job thus far, and I'm really appreciative of, uh, of all, uh, all the ground we're clearing so far uh, to date. We have a total of uh, 275 downloads in uh, one month, uh, and I know that may seem like a small number, but fuck it, it's only me, myself, and uh, uh, the freaks and geeks going down with the ship, or uh, taking the ship all the way up, because that's where we're going, that's where we're aiming. Remember, we're swinging for the fences, trying to hit it over the 400 section into the Allegheny. Uh, so... Today's episode is a uh, bonus episode. This is uh, what I'd like. It's almost like a, a mini series uh, for the gamers out there. A little side quest, if you will. Uh, this is going to be called the Homegrown series, um, and what it's going to take. Wh- who um, who am I going to be? The people I'm going to be interviewing is uh, uh, going to be just local entrepreneurs, local businessmen, and women. Uh, uh, just. People doing things with their hands locally in the in the the Texas area. I don't want to limit to uh, limit it to the five one two area, the Travis County area. That's where it's definitely going to start, but uh, it's going to take off from there. Uh, so this is a new little chapter, a new little. Uh, for, it's just it's a bonus episode at the moment, so uh, 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 that's just for you. And uh, this individual who I interviewed today, uh, his name is Gregory Mata, and he runs the Mata Family Farm. Out in uh, Lockhart, Texas, the uh, uh, waving, uh, uh, come through the door waving the four four out in LOC four four. That's seven eight six four four. There we go. I didn't remember. Uh, also, shout out to the uh, 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 what is it? Dell, Texas representatives uh, seven eight six one six. I think that's it, right? Six one six. I think so. Six one six representatives. That's out there, Dell, Texas. Shout out to y'all. Uh, but here we go. This is uh, the bonus episode, the homegrown series. Get ready for more because there is going to be more uh, individuals in this homegrown chapter, this homegrown saga. But it's a bonus episode. You never really get an episode on a Saturday. So uh, we're popping up in a bowl of rice just to uh, put a podcast on your ass, drop a podcast on that ass. So here we go. This is the bonus homegrown series. Uh, oh, hold up. Back it up. Back it up. Beep, 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 beep. We got to start using the doctor's orders uh, GBB Greenbelt Botanicals pod, uh, 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 promo code. We got to start using that, using that. Let it work for you because, guys, I just went there yesterday and I picked up some more CBD do- do- dog treats and uh, they got multiple flavors. They got like three flavors for the dogs that do three different things. I believe there's a calming one, there's a, uh, uh, a, a, a ease one, and there's one more, but they're all excellent. They range from being made with uh, uh, blueberries to being made with, uh, I think I saw some chickpeas and turkey in there and they uh, they just they're made with really good stuff so if you got the four-legged friends the dogs uh get them some cbd treats uh, uh if i highly recommend the tincture that's what i get down with the tincture uh, i got a new little tincture there it's got some spearmint in it uh thousand, thousand milligrams we take that uh, uh we take two of those uh Every morning after the walk, you know what I'm saying, uh, and before the, before the coffee. But uh, hit that up, hit up Green Belt Botanicals if you're interested in uh, in CBD. And I hope I hope the freaks and geeks are because one, you're freaks, or two, you're geeks. Uh, and uh, I think you'd be really down with that. So hit up Green Belt Botanicals, local Austin uh, 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 dispensary. 
Um, they're really doing some good stuff. They're really producing some clean product. They got the pre-rolls back. Pre-rolls are back, so go hit them up. And uh, uh, big, big, big announcement. Let's do it. Also in the bonus, guys. Not only are you going to get the Homegrown Series bonus, here we go right here, but also you're going to get this information. All right? Coming at you live October 29th. That's two days before the Halloween day, before uh, uh, Michael Myers comes for you, before, J- uh, I, th- I mean, I guess it's Halloween, so Jason Jason Voorhees should come out, even though it's not fucking Friday the 13th, so he's coming out. They're all coming out, the ghouls, the goblins, all of them, uh, two days before Halloween at Green, Bell's, Green Belt Botanicals South Lamar location, we're going to be throwing it down with a live podcast if you remember from episode number three episode number three Cass Cass is going to be coming through and we are going to be throwing a slamma jamma live pre-halloween podcast from a six to eight p.m six to eight p.m so show up Come through Green Belt Botanicals South Lamar location, October 29th, 6 to 8 p.m. If that time changes, I will let you know, but the date is not changing. All right, we're going to be in the green room, the little green room they got in there, a humidor. Uh, they got they got all kinds of uh, CBD smokables. Uh, they got a little seated area, a little lounge area, and it's a very comfortable environment. Uh, and right next to a movie theater, if that's your thing. Uh, parking that, na- that night, uh, I find it with ease whenever I go down there. So that's another perk of the Greenbelt Botanical South Lamar location. And the uh, I've personally been out to the West Gate location, and that parking's excellent as well. Unfortunately, Freaks and Geeks, I have not made it out to their newest location, the West Lake location, but um, those pictures and those photographs look lovely out there. And uh, uh, I think uh, if history repeats itself with the South Lamar and the West Gate location, then that West Lake location is, uh, is going to be a beautiful thing. So uh, that's the that's the bomb I dropped on y'all. All right, uh, October twenty twenty pa 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 twenty ninth. I said twenty ninth. That's Thursday, October 29th, two days before Halloween. Okay, uh, that Green Belt Botanicals live podcast live from Green Belt Botanicals South Lamar. All right, uh, Cass and I are gonna talk, and hopefully we can get the uh, 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 some of the heads from from GBB from Green Belt Botanicals, the lovely staff over there. Uh, uh, Get get them in uh, on the podcast as well, and just get them to uh, talk about uh, talk about GBBT all straight from the motherfucking source. All right, here we go. Uh, enough pitter patter. Enough this. Enough that. Uh, uh, remember, uh, T uh, uh, Foot Doctor One Five, all caps F O O T D R One Five. That promo code gets you fifteen percent off at Green Belt Botanicals. And uh, uh, let's dive in to. Uh, the bonus episode, the homegrown series with Gregory Mata from Mata Family Farms out in Lockhart, Texas. Here we go. Let's hit it.
y'all go? Well, okay, so I actually, um, I have a delivery business, and yeah. um, I actually got paid to uh, deliver to a little town outside of Amarillo, nice. which Way is actually there. about an hour and a half away from the my destination to pick up the pumpkins in Floyd, okay. Floyd Ada or, or Floyd Ada, Texas. So I ended up getting sure. paid to go up there, which was pretty Definitely. cool. That's awesome. That's like a... That reminds me of Seinfeld when they take the uh, the bottles up to Michigan to try and get ten cents off the bottles versus five cents. I don't know if you ever seen that's a Seinfeld episode, but they load I've up. I actually have never seen Seinfeld in my life. Got to check that out, man. It's pretty funny. It's almost as fun. I I used to think it was this, it was uh, the funniest thing ever, but it's almost as funny as Golden Girls. I'm a Golden Girls individual myself. I don't know about you, but uh, I kind of like that show. It's pretty good. Uh, I haven't um. I've never been tired to watch a lot of television. Actually, I watch a lot of movies. For sure, movie for sure. There's so much you can do in that. In that, whether it's you know two hour time frame or whether it's three or whether even it's the you know the six hour and or the saga, you can do a whole lot. And I feel like uh, Sopranos was like the first initial TV show to like bring that cinema cinematic like presence and ambiance to one episode, and but also like prolong that in an entire series. Uh, I think that sure. I, I think I, I I don't know why I think that, but uh, um, it's uh, uh, I think it just goes the proof is in the pudding when it comes to that show. It's very apparent. But uh, I remember the show Oz came out around the same oh, yeah, time for sure, it. for sure. And, that was um, a big hitter for uh, HBO. It came on Sundays, and that was like going to church for our family. Yeah. <laughs> we, had, we would have to we would sit down and watch Oz. Uh, that was like our thing. Awesome, awesome. All right, man. Well, uh, thank you for uh, uh, taking the time to uh, um, participate in this podcast. And uh, um, this is the the Doctor's Orders podcast with the Five One Two Foot Doctor. This is a really special like uh, episode, and 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 uh, I'm ecstatic that uh, uh, you're one of the first individuals that gets to take part in this. Uh, it's kind of thought of as like a mini series in the uh, in the podcast, but uh, I want I really want to cater this this special series, this bonus series to. Uh, 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 local entrepreneurs, um, people that do things with their hands and, and, and people that, uh, um, that they make people that, you know, they're, they're still out there, uh, in the grime, in the trenches and, 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 uh, um, surviving off, off their craft and their, uh, their abilities. So, uh, thank you for being able to join us today. Uh, um, how you doing? You me. For sure. For sure. No problem, man. Um, so, uh, just tell, uh, if you don't mind, just uh, uh, tell me a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? Are you from Texas? And if uh, if you are from Texas, um, um, I, I will preface this with uh, um, you are you're a farmer, and that's, I am a farmer. Uh, yes, you're a farmer. Are you? Would you classify yourself? Were you a, a, a horticulturist first and a farmer second, or what do you think? Well, to start, my last name is Mata M A T A. There we go. Um, my, um, both of my grandfathers were ranchers Cool. and uh, I actually grew up in Houston. I grew up in Denver Harbor, Nice. which uh, anybody who knows Houston, uh, they know what Denver Harbor is. And that's the, um, the, you know, the Latino side of town, you know, yeah. that was the barrio. And, um, and that's where I grew up and there wasn't a lot of farming there. Um, I remember when I was around, I think uh, in middle school, my mother moved me to, uh, Humble, Texas. Uh-huh. Humble, there we go. And um a lot of people a lot of people pronounce that as humble, but uh Yeah, yeah, uh, but it was always a weird thing for yeah, us cuz yeah. it, it was always humble. Yeah, for That's sure, for sure. It, the 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 people of the town, it's humble to every I feel like to it's like uh, it's like Buddha. 
or uh, right, Buddha, uh, yeah, Buddha for well, sure. Back then, and it probably still, it's, it's probably still like that now. I don't know, yeah, but Opal's so. grown so much since I was in middle school. Yeah, because I went, like I said, I went to the later middle school and high school in Humble, and um, every neighborhood. I mean, it wasn't like how to explain it, like. The way people associate like the body, all they always associate with crime or yeah. something like that, and they don't they don't see the beauty in it. For sure. And um, I remember like it being like just a very beautiful experience growing up in the barrio. Like, and uh, even in Humble, like the place I grew up with in was um, was the barrio. And um, every neighborhood or every street has their own little clique. Definitely. Like um, my neighborhood was. Um, there was a store in the front Raspa of the stand. Was it the Raspa stand? Did it have the snow cones there? No, no, no. It, it, um, it was called the airport food store. Okay. And so that was uh, our clique. We were the, yeah. the, uh, airport, uh, Air- you know, airport boys or airport sure. vigilantes or whatever yeah. you would call ourselves. Yeah. But like every, uh, neighborhood had, uh, they would base their, um, their clique on the store. Nice. And when it came to like the other neighborhoods, there was never even like, <laughs> It's so silly how people will kind of in- interpret this, but there was never really any, there was no like gang stuff. It was just, yeah. we would pull pranks on each other. We would pull pranks on the other neighborhood and they would come back and pull pranks on us. Yeah. But it was all friendly. It was all for, sure. for good times. We were all still people, you know, it's all just, uh, we're all just trying to progress in a different way or in one direction, but uh, uh, um, there's no hate. It's all just, uh, you know, uh, uh, what's going on. I, I feel, I think that's what you're trying to say. And I, I still feel that um, there is the, you know, there's individuals out there in neighborhoods that are, that are out there to do, uh, to do you know, you know, poor things or, or uh, out of character things. But then there's also the people of the, uh, of the streets, the people of the barrios, the people of the, uh, of the hoods, uh, of the boroughs that are like, yo, we're, we're holding it down. This is our, uh, um, this is our location. You know, uh, um, I hear that, man. That's a, that's an awesome, I feel, I feel like that's like a, something is dying away. Um, as, as all, I mean, like with targets and, and whole foods and, and, uh, uh, um, Starbucks moving into every corner of every, you know, um, it just, Area Lucky like enough, that. Uh, Denver Harbor hasn't been gentrified yet. That's good. And, That's great. Um, and neither has uh, Humble, Texas. As far yeah. as I know, I, I I don't know, but um, as far as I know, they haven't been gentrified yet. And people tend to the thing that I think people tend to forget when it comes to gentrification is that you're not just kicking people out of their homes; you're destroying a legacy. Oh, for sure. You're destroying a um, a culture. Your um. Mm-hmm. All the memories that are once there. And it's so funny because the people who are gentrifying these neighborhoods are all for like protecting statues and yeah, like yeah, yeah, they're all for yeah, remembering yeah. history, but they, they want to remember their history. They don't give yes. a, they couldn't care less about anybody else's history. Yes, yes. And if you they, they if you gotta drop about, a if you gotta drop an f bomb or a profane word, go for it. It's all open here. Oh, okay, cool, cool. All right, because I wasn't. Uh, <laughs> wasn't no, no, you're all good. Um, you're all good. It's it's it, as long as there's heart behind that. You know what I'm saying? It's a it's all for purpose for sure. Um, but no, I, I definitely agree uh, with you on what you were saying that, uh, you know, it's, uh, I feel like if an individual has that bankroll and, and wants to, Oh, well, this is, this is a lifelong goal of mine to move into this sector of the neighborhood and, and, Oh, look at, we can take this house. We can knock it down and we can put up a, a new, a uh, uh, nice, uh, a little, uh, I don't know, compound looking thing there. And it's just like, that doesn't, this doesn't fit in, in the place where you're putting it, but well, I just, not- 
I just don't understand how those can be somebody's goals, man. I mean, yeah, like, no, it's crazy. And um, I don't know, like, maybe I just grew up in a different world. Yeah. But um, to me, goals and accomplishments are things you create with your hands, or mm-hmm. things that are they're ideas that you put mm-hmm. into motion. Take a long um, time as well, and it, it takes. It, it may not work out on the first run, but as long as you you, you keep at it, uh, uh, hopefully that vision and that goal will pay off in the long run. I think they. I think it just in. As long as you keep at something, keep going at something, and keep uh, uh, um, going at it with an open mind and, and trying to to grow and, and progress in, in whatever you do, um, and keeping at it, and never giving up. I think one day everything all pays off. You know. Well, I'll tell you this. Um, ever since I was a little boy, I wanted to be a farmer. Yeah. And uh, my uh, two grandfathers were both ranchers, and they moved both moved to the city for work. Because yeah. um, back in those days, a lot of um, um, a lot of the ranchers were Mexican. Yeah. Back then, a lot sure. of majority of farmers uh, were Mexican. Were Mexican people. Um, a little history that people don't know, and this is another thing that's been gentrified. But like our food. Um, fajitas, uh, the neck meat, the cheek meat. Mm-hmm. See, my, I have an uncle who would tell me all these stories about the old days on the ranches. And um, in those days, the uh, rancher themselves, the person who owned the ranch, uh, when it came to the food, like the like the beef, they would get all the steaks and chops and all the yeah. good meats, and they left all the, um, the trash meat yeah. To the uh, workers, whether they be black or whether they be Mexican folks, for sure. And black people learn how to cook with them, um, and uh, Mexican people learn how to cook with them. Definitely, uh, black people were able to make shitlins out of them, and uh, mm-hmm. because black people were mostly pig farmers, yeah. Um, and uh, Mexican people were more were, were mostly beef or uh, yeah. sheep farmers. We get the tripas, we get the lengua, we get the baracoa, we get all that type of stuff, you know, the cheese. Right, right. And, and now, the, the and now that's being gentrified. Like yeah. I went to a restaurant in, in Austin, right? And um, they had a lote. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I dig this a lote, cool. And I get it. And they have like goat cheese in it yeah. and like yeah. all some <sighs> weird kind of crap. And I'm like, this like, isn't a lote, yeah. this is crap. Yeah, yeah. But like yeah. even our food's being gentrified, no, you know? I hear, you. I hear you. I definitely agree. I definitely agree. But I think, uh, uh, before I go into what I think on that, I do have a little pop-up question. Would you mind telling the people at home? We call them the freaks and geeks here at the Doctor's Orders podcast. What all? It. What all do you? What all do you uh, dabble into uh, 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 farming? Okay, so as a farmer, and it's, it's I'm Mata mostly... farms, right? No, it's Mata family farms, right? Mata family farm. There we it's go. me, my wife, and my um, five-year-old little girl, Natalie. Awesome. She's the uh, love of my life. Awesome, beautiful, and. Um, well, both of them are love my lives, but um, anybody who has children knows that, like, you know, especially as a man, your baby sure. girl is just everything. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. But um, she, but they, um, I, I, um, I've always been tired to work for myself. My family has always worked for themselves. So my family made a living laying tile floors for a living. Um, and like I said, my grandfather was a rancher. Mm-hmm. Both of them, right? You said both of them, right? Oh, both of them, right, right, right. On your father uh, and your mother's side? Father and mother's side. What about on the great-grandparent spectrum? Was that another line of, of farmers? Were they farmers? Oh, our family goes back. And it's yeah. funny when I hear a lot of people um, say all this nonsense about um, – they talk about immigration and, and, and all this stuff. But here's the thing is my family lineage goes back before, like, you know, the Civil War. It goes back – 
years and years and years in Texas. Yeah. So if anything, like these people telling me that I need to go back to my country or that I, that, um, they don't, that, that they question my citizenship because I'm Mexican. That's what I tell people Like people, a lot, I hear a lot of people complaining recently about, um, how, uh, how bad the, you know, the white man has it, you know? Yeah. And, uh, I tell them like, okay, well picture this man, picture being um, a Latino man who, um, grew up in Texas his whole life, whose family has gone, who, whose family is from Texas, who has, who, uh, whose line goes all the way back to the point to where we can't even find yeah. in, any line. And yet you expect me to fucking prove my citizenship to you. Yeah. But you can't, but on the other side, y'all can't do it for, oh, we were, we were born here. But, but this, this land was discovered. All, I mean, like, that was the whole entire premise of, of the search for America, which was really what, the search for, for India? Like, right. we, we, an individual saw, uh, just left. That, it wasn't that individual essentially an immigrant searching for a new land? No, that's I mean, exactly what it was. For sure. But so that's okay. But now, some odd years down the line, it's not okay anymore because it's. Ugh. Well, well, even even though my family has been here longer than the people who are questioning me's family yeah, has, yeah. I have to prove my citizenship to them. My for grandfather sure. has to prove his citizenship to them. But there's no my shoe on the other was, foot. Uh, yeah. was was part of the uh, Mexican Repatriation Act. Yeah. Act, if, if if you know what that is, but uh, yeah, him and him and his um, mother, I believe, were forced uh, by gunpoint. Back across the border, and he had to swim back to a country he was actually born in. Yeah, uh, to um, to come back to his home, uh, which is a, which is a damn shame. But um, but yeah, but uh, so rank. But uh, to get back to your questions about ranching and farming, uh, I'm sorry, it's easy for you to get sidetracked. But no, it's uh, okay. This is the beauty of the of the podcast and the beauty of the conversation that it's uh, it's all organic. So wherever it goes, uh, it goes, and we'll t- and we'll go with it. Well, back to farming. Uh, my um, my love for farming has been around ever since I was a kid. Uh, watching my, uh, um, I remember like growing up in a barrio, like and you know how it is growing up, growing up in a barrio. Like everybody has plants everywhere. Yeah, yeah. front plants, yard, backyard, inside. Yes, yes. There's plants everywhere. Every everybody's house has plants yeah. and, and trees. And I remember just, just always just finding that incredibly fascinating as a kid. Um, I remember growing up. And going to some of the uh, like wider neighborhoods, yeah. and um, how the houses were very kind of cookie cutter. Yeah, and they had they might have like one tree, but all the trees look the same. Yeah, for sure. And they and, and, and they had no they had no plants in their backyard. They had nothing like interesting like that. And um, and I remember that always kind of kind of getting to me because uh, growing up, I always just had plants around, whether it be pepper plants or. Or uh, I think I think my grandfather had a peach tree in the backyard. Man, that's great. Um, I think I think it was a peach tree, but there, there were smaller peaches. Yeah. Um, I can't can't quite remember the name of them, but um, so I um, as I got to graduate in high school, I uh, got I worked at Walmart for a little while, which was a job I hated. If you, if you ever wonder why people who work at Walmart are rude, yeah. just work there for a week and you'll find out why. <laughs> what uh, what department did you work in? Um, I worked in quite a few of uh, the pet department. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I worked overnight. Um, I worked overnight for a while. And then I got a job working for Budweiser. Yeah, where I was uh, where, where I delivered kegs. Did that for a while. 
Man, I, uh, I, I thought you were going to say, because this is crazy, because I used to work at Walmart as well, but I worked in oh. the gar- gardening center. And I, I did I, work in the gardening center too, yeah, actually. There you go. There you go. There's that Disney quote, the small world. Man, that's crazy. That's great. <laughs> keep going. Keep it going. Keep it going. But um, anyway, I met my wife and uh, we were, well, we were high school. We, we knew each other in high school. Yeah. Um, but um, she's a, a half a half Puerto Rican, half German woman, uh, blonde hair, blue eye. Would never know she was Puerto Rican if you met her. Yeah, uh, because of unless you spoke, and then you would definitely hear the accent. Yeah, but um, but we got married. We decided that we were just going to uh, drop everything we had, and we were going to move out of town. We didn't know where we were going to move. Um, we pretty much just looked at a map and said, "Let's move to Austin." It would, and this and is from Humble or just from Houston? Uh, Houston. Somewhere? This is from Humble. Okay, okay, okay. And so uh, we got married. Uh, we uh, dropped everything, our jobs, everything, and we came out here with a prayer. And that's commitment, that, boy. That's a that's a migration right there, man. Yeah, yeah. that's great. <laughs> we, we really came out here with like with zero. In that's the, a dream. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you how broke we were. This is <laughs> this is how broke we were. Uh, was that uh, we were reusing plastic uh, silverware? <laughs> oh man, yeah. Well, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. That reminds me so much of just like a. a many comedian stories i mean like traveling to uh uh the city the uh, state of california and, and wanting to 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 do comedy it was like we're just going with the car we don't matter we could be traveling from uh, uh east coast we could be traveling from uh, uh up north we could be traveling down south we could be traveling from inside the the state but it's just like that was i feel like that's a dream you were you you started a dream and then you got there uh um and and you kept on going and i feel like you're you're still in this dream and you're still not a, not well, a, like a mind dream, but like a, a overall, like this is what, you know, we're, we're doing something. Well, I'll be honest with you, man. It wasn't always pleasant. Yeah. Um, oh, no, 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 no. Because when we moved down here, we had kind of got caught up in the whole Austin. Mm-hmm. Um, at that time when we moved down here, this was about in 2008, 2009. It was right before the gentrification started happening. Yeah, Definitely. Like right before, like it really started, gentrification really started speeding up, and um, technology had a big boom at that time. Like it was, yes, it, was it really picking did. Up and it then really it did. Popped right. But there. we, but we, we got all caught up in the bar scene, and we spent most of our twenties. I'll be honest with you, we spent most of our twenties drunk, <laughs> <laughs> and um, just drinking it up, and not really having any direction whatsoever. Yeah, uh, we were both kind of working just like um, regular, just minimal jobs. It wasn't until uh, I was about 29, I think, when I decided to uh, start my own flower delivery business. Did you still have plants, though, in the, uh, and vegetables and stuff like that? At your, oh, uh, uh, plants and vegetables my life. Um, yeah. I, uh, I adore plants and vegetables. I don't think there's anything better. I mean, besides raising a child, I don't think there's anything better than uh, raising a plant um, sure. from start to finish. Yeah. Watching it come out the ground. You're watering in it. It's a beautiful progress, and it t- it relies on you a whole lot. Uh, and I feel like you rely on it too because it's a it can give you a center in your life. It can give you like a not meaning, but like it's like it's you you got to do something, or this plant's gonna die. Very similar to the child. Very similar to to a pet. Very similar to even a loved one. You know. Oh, uh, definitely, definitely. And um, what's so beautiful support. about plants themselves is uh, not only do they give just this beautiful aroma, but once you take a bite out of a tomato mm-hmm. that you grew yourself, mm-hmm. it 
realistically, it probably doesn't taste any better than any other tomato, but to you, it tastes a yeah, hundred times better. For sure. You watched it. You watched it, you know, you watched it ripe and you picked it at the certain point, or maybe you picked it too early and you're like, Oh man, I messed up. We're going to try this again on the next run. Um, but, well, uh, uh, no, a matter of fact, we were, we, um, we went and bought some chickens so a while back, some chicks, and we noticed that two of them were getting really fat. We, yeah. we couldn't understand why we were kind of new to the whole raising birds thing. And, uh, they kept uh, getting fatter, fatter, and fatter. We took it to the vet. We couldn't understand why. The vet goes, are you sure this isn't a meat bird? And we knew nothing about birds, you know? So yeah. we're like, uh, I don't think so. It, it was sold in the, in the regular spot. But anyway, it turned out that were meat. They were meat birds. And it turns out that we found out that they only live about eight weeks. Oh. And, if you don't, and if you don't slaughter them, they actually suffer when they die. Dang. If you let them Crazy. die naturally. So we... Um, we we uh, had to slaughter them. We didn't do it ourselves. We hired yeah. somebody to do it because we didn't have the heart to do it. But yeah. uh, I tell you what, that was some of the best chicken I've ever eaten in my life. Yeah, I it was like you. some of the best chicken. Seriously, like uh, the first one we baked it, and the second one I took it to my mother's house. My mother has a farm. Yeah, that was always one of her lifelong dreams. Um, and uh, we never had a lot in common, my mom or, or I. But the one thing we always had in common was we both liked farming. We both yeah. liked plants. That was our thing. And so I took the chicken over there. We cooked it on her barbecue pit. And seriously, it was just so delicious. And um, so we accidentally raised <laughs> delicious birds. So yeah. <laughs> I always just kind of felt like that I, I, that was in my spirit to be a farmer. Yeah. If I can accidentally raise a delicious bird. <laughs> what if I try? <laughs> what if I try? No, I hear you. Yeah, what if I tried? <laughs> uh, what other animals do you have on your, on your farm out there? Oh, we are. Okay. We have eight ducks. Okay. We have uh, two pet ducks. We have a white Pekin, or pet, I can't remember how, how you pronounce it, but Pekin, yes, yes. He's, uh, his name is Darkwing. He's one of our pets. Then we have uh, Kaluga. Uh, he was one of our pets. Those are the first ones we bought because we were kind of gambling that they were both, going to be both female. Yeah. They both turned out to be males. Um, so we, um, but we've grown attached to them because ducks actually have quite a personality. And, you, yeah. and uh, they're actually really neat looking. They're really cool to hang out with. If you ever get it, having so many ducks actually made me realize why old folks like sitting at the pond with ducks because it's yeah. so relaxing, just watching the ducks. But well, now, uh, those are those, those ducks ever fly off? Will fly away? Is that I mean? No, well, that's more on the, uh, on no, the wild the, ones, right? Because the peckins. Okay, well, well, the the pecan I have and or the pecan and the um, and the kaluga, those are meant for meat. Okay. So, All right. so they, they 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 are not flying ducks. Yeah. But we the other six that we have are actually mallards. Yeah. And those will fly away, so we do have to clip their wings. Um, oh, but I those are you. work ducks. Those are the ones we use for eggs. Yeah. And whatnot. Um, but those are our uh, and uh, for breeding and whatnot. Yeah. We have two beautiful male mallards. I don't know if you've ever seen a male mallard, but they're they're gorgeous. And um, we you have any, uh, four uh, females. You got any pe- peacocks out there? No, 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 no peacocks, no peacocks. I don't know if I could do peacocks. <laughs> They're very uh, uh, high. No, I, I guess we could say highfalutin. They're very uh, uh, full of themselves as a as a as a species. You know, with the whole parading of the wings and the, or excuse oh, me, the feathers and whatnot. They, they are the narcissists of the uh, duck yeah. world. <laughs> <laughs> and I think they know that too. <laughs> oh yeah, um, but um, yeah. So I got into farming. Um, my wife and I, I finally started my floral delivery business. 
I um I made a delivery to a to a gentleman who's still a good friend of mine. Was this in Austin? Was the, where the floor business started? Yes, this is in Austin. Okay, he tells right. me he says, you know, you can make a lot more money delivering construction equipment, mm-hmm. and because uh, that's what he did. He had a he was a broker for a construction for a for a construction delivery business. Yeah. So he says, all you gotta do is go out and get your van or get you a couple of vehicles, and that's what I did, and uh, I've been doing that ever since. Um, my little girl was born in 2015 and uh, my wife and I were still doing the apartment life. And we said, you know, we make an example of ourselves and show our daughter that you need to follow your dreams. And both of us have always just wanted to be in the farming. So we decided to, um, we could have moved anywhere, but something about Lockhart and the spirit of the the community really drew us to it. And um, so as we moved out to Lockhart and we started our farm here, and so far, it's been pretty successful. And uh, what's cool about the farming community, I, I used to be a community activist in Austin. I was a community activist for years. I found myself getting jaded with a lot of the other community activists. Um, I found myself getting jaded with a lot of the organizations um, because I felt like, well, that's a totally different story altogether. But um, but the community, the farming community here in Austin uh, the farm market community here in Austin, um, it's just so, um, it's just a great, great community. And it's yeah. great to see these, we, we're a bunch of people who, who we want to see each other succeed. Yeah, we see I, I see that. I see that. And that kind of like transitions into the next kind of talking point of, of uh, evidence of that support and that, that desire to see everybody succeed is, is uh, uh, we met um, on the square of Lockhart on a Saturday. Right. uh, Essentially the farmer's market of the city. And uh, uh, um, I've I've lived there since I believe 2001. And uh, um, I've never really seen what is occurring now on the square. I can sure, I can sure. honestly tell you that. And and what I what I what I see now on the square on Saturdays and Sundays is different from what I saw in this year, 2020 at around like uh, maybe April. I remember in April when it was just one section of the street or one section of the square and it wasn't yeah, even just the whole Mr. thing. Clem. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then slowly and slowly and slowly it's picked up and uh, uh, it's, it's awesome. And it's amazing that we see it every Saturday and Sunday. And it's not just like a, a first Friday, first Saturdays or something like that. It's a, it's a, a and it's, it's heavily supported. You see these individuals drive out from whether it's, you know, um, Austin or or sure. uh, out the Bastrop, San Marcos, uh, these further or, or these these uh, towns that are are uh, um, aways from from Lockhart. You see these, and it's not just the town supporting it; it's people um, coming out, taking the day trip to to the town, and and uh, uh, um, supporting these this. Uh, 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 this weekly farmer's market. I, I'm really uh, excited about that. And uh, I, I'd like for you to, uh, um, to, you got an event coming up. Uh, it's right. not, uh, yeah, you, we, we can call it an event, but it, it's more than just a, a day thing. You're, uh, uh, I'll let you talk about it because uh, I'm excited. And, and I think uh, 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 I'm going to buy the, I'm not going to buy the first pumpkin pumpkin, but uh, uh, I will be purchasing, purchasing a pumpkin uh, um, as soon as uh, what is that? This Saturday, right? This Saturday is going to be the first day. It's going to be the uh, first, uh, hopefully the first. Um, and as far as it looks, it's looking pretty good. So it's going to be the first. Um, and what, what I mean by that is that I want this to be an annual thing. Yeah. I want this to carry on to next year and whatnot. And um, 
Because again, this, this is what you're of. what you're going to describe. I've 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 never seen it uh, in all right, right. October months I've spent in that town. I've never seen this. Well, it's going to be the first annual. Uh, my my uh, us uh, the Mata Family Farm and Gabby and Ava's Produce are going to uh, have a uh, a pumpkin patch. It's going to be the first annual, or hopefully the first annual Lockhart pumpkin patch. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have pumpkins for the kids. We're gonna have music. It's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of vendors. Um, what's great about this pumpkin patch and something that I appreciate about it is that the people who are running this are people are, uh, are people of color. Yeah. And there's a lot of people of color who, um, who work at this farmer's markets. Because sure. here's the thing, and I want people to understand this. Not every Mexican or black person wants to be a rapper. Yeah. Not every Mexican black person wants to be an athlete. <laughs> Some of us have other, other things. Dreams cool. There's other things. Now, while, while we don't want to be like stereotypical, but uh, of anything, like you can, there's many other things to do. And uh, while there's nothing wrong with being a, a rapper or, or a professional no. athlete, those are, I mean, like it's, it, it's, it, it sucks that we, we say, oh yeah, go, go be this musician and go be this, this, uh, uh um, this professional athlete, but when you look at the odds, and I'm not saying look at the odds and then just walk away, but look at the odds of of making it to be a professional uh, athlete or a professional um, musician. Now, I'm not saying don't attempt it and don't try it because do what you, do what what you want to. If you, that's sure, what you want to sure. do, do it for sure. But uh, don't take away from learning more than one skill. That's of course I, not. And um, and don't shit on the uh, dreams of uh, other people. Because mm-hmm. I remember even as a kid growing up in a Mexican, you know, neighborhood, me having dreams of wanting to become a farmer were like, oh, you're trying to be white. Mm-hmm. Even though our people were farming. Sure. I've always been farmers. Yeah. You know, but that's the kind of crap I would hear. That's the kind of nonsense I would hear. And um, this farmer's market, it's, it's – um, it's people of different backgrounds, different yeah. sexual orientations, sure. um, you know, different, uh, you know, and it's all these people just kind of working together to try to create this one goal. And this pumpkins farmers, this, uh, this, this, uh, this pumpkin patch this coming Saturday is going to be a big example of that. Yeah. A big example of um, people of different ethnicities, different backgrounds coming together for one cause. And that one cause is our love and celebration of Halloween. Yeah. Our love and celebration of farming of um making home goods um things like that so um i would really love for people to come out for sure it's changing for sure yeah yeah uh children because because i mean who children love to children don't want to get their pumpkins at walmart or h-e-b yeah yeah yeah. they want to go to a pumpkin patch they want to yeah you want to pick they want to have fun Picking out their pumpkins. Yeah. That's what they want to do. And, like Linus. Uh, like Linus, man, waiting for the great pumpkin for sure. Right, totally. Yeah. And uh we're gonna have a we're gonna have a couple of uh, of uh, local musicians. Cool. Um a lady named Song, a local jazz singer is gonna yeah. be out there. They're very, very talented. Her name is Song, S O N G. Uh, look her up if you can. Definitely. Shout out Song. She's the I think I referred to I met, met her last time, right? Maybe, maybe, maybe. I think so. Is she the one that was running the stand last uh, when y'all went to go pick up the pumpkins? Yes, yes, she was yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. Yes. The, soul, the soul queen. I, refer, I reference her as the soul queen. So shout out to soul oh, queen. Okay. Shout out song. Go check her out. I'm pretty sure she's on uh, on Instagram. Um, but I, I know she's going to be a, a, 
uh, a future guest on here as well. So uh, yeah, do do check that out. But I don't want to take away from you. Continue to continue on that. Uh, oh, uh, and then we're gonna have another artist, and hopefully, in any other artists who want to come on and play, um, please let me know. But we have another artist definitely lined up. Her name is Mary Palmer. Cool, cool. A very talented uh, folk singer in town. Um, very sweet, sweet, sweet young lady. I say young lady, but I mean she's you know, but. Yeah. Um, very sweet, 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 sweet woman, and uh, she's actually my daughter's a uh, music teacher. Nice, nice, nice. That's she, excellent. She, another uh, skill, incorporating, uh, bringing in another skill. Yeah, she's a teacher at the um, at the uh, what, do you, what do you call that place? Uh, the Sunflower Friends. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you there. That's another. That's another good uh, 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 entrepreneurial establishment. That's a. Uh, it's pretty new in in age. Yeah, the Sunflower and Friends. Uh, 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 oh, we could just call it a music and uh, instrument repair store. Uh, it's uh, uh, by St. Mary's uh, uh, Catholic Church, right? Right, right, yeah. right. It's a great, uh, if you, it's a great little uh, 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 little house uh, store. Right, right. Yeah, no, it's, it's it's pretty cute, man. It's pretty, it's pretty neat. Um, me myself, I'm not a musician. I don't. Yeah. I don't know the first thing about music. I mean, I love music. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm a big fan of music, but um, when it comes to playing an instrument, I have been the slightest clue. You might as well, you know, be handing me, me a calculus book because I, I have you. no idea. I hear you. No, that's okay. I definitely get it. But uh, um, that's awesome, man. What I want to do before we, because we got, well, I got a little bit more time. I got a breakaway here at uh, essentially, tw- let's call it 1241 because I got that 1242 and I want to give you as much time as possible on this. But uh, um, before we get into that next subject, the uh, uh, the spooky subject, because tomorrow this is we're, we're talking right now on a yeah 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 uh, we're talking right now on September thirtieth, but uh, um, this is for the future. Uh, uh, tomorrow it's uh, uh, it's October first, and it's, it's time to get spooky and it's time to to represent. But before we get into that. Um, just give us the dates one more time. Uh, give us the farm name, and then just uh, uh, just drop that. Uh, isn't the the uh, the pumpkin patch class? Uh, we can would it would it be a fall festival? Is that what it's, you kind of sorts? So this is going to be a little smaller than most farm festivals. Uh, I know some farm festivals festivals are going to be doing like the tractor rides or whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, we're not going to be doing that. But yet. yet. But yet, yet, um, because uh, like I said, this is the first one, and, and the more it, we get to learn uh, about the community, the more we yeah. get to learn about what it is people want, and then yeah. we're going to be able to uh, to further it uh, by as years go by. Did, um, I mean, but, am I wrong in this? But didn't did I hear you say it's going to be every weekend in October? Every weekend in October, yeah, yes, look it at is. That. That's great. That's every weekend great. in October, it's going to be a lot of fun. Get the family out. Especially right now, yeah. um, I understand this coronavirus thing is scary, but yeah. people need to get out of the house. People still need to enjoy their lives. People still need to have fun. I think, as long as we, yeah, yeah, as long as we respect each other and don't breathe on each other, yeah. I think we'll be just fine. I think it's time to transition into Halloween masks. Let's go. Oh, let's move yeah. away from the the COVID mask. Let's break out the Halloween masks. I think it's a well, it's definitely. Well, I'll, I'll suggest that people go as cowboys so they can wear the bandana yeah, around their face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been that's the that's what I've been utilizing the, this entire time since that uh, March thirteenth day um, is the bandana and uh, 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 I don't really like to talk about the whole uh, pandemic thing and the virus thing, so uh, I'll leave it at that. But uh, sure, uh, sure. No, I don't either. It's, it's so political in times, and it's so just like church and state, and it's like whoa. 
old guys. It's, like, it's just uh, a bummer. And yeah, we're trying to for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, I'm glad. Thank you for uh, promoting it again. That is uh, Mata Family Farms. This is Gregory Mata. Freaks and Geeks, we are not done, um, but we're going to get it in transition to a different section. But be sure if, to if, come if out. If you don't mind, I just want to let everybody know. Oh, go for it. Um, go that, for it. Um, my, uh, I, I had to toot my own horn, but I make the best salsa Hit it. in Lockhart. It's good. It's very flavorful. I can and I can say that from experience because I, I I purchased some the one with the little dragon on it. And, uh, um, oh, you, I, you purchased my uh, red or green? Green, the better there. Green, green, my greenzilla. Yeah. yeah. And um, so I make all kinds of sauces. Um, I'm going to be introducing salad dressings and barbecue nice. sauce this nice. weekend. And you got jams too, right? In jams, in jams, um, all kinds of different jams. I don't. I don't do grape jam. I like experiment with yeah. different fruits. Yeah, I think the I grapes are already on lock. Everybody's taking care of the grape. Let's do something else. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But please come out there. Please support. Sure. Uh, please support some of my other friends like uh, Gavi and Ava's Produce. Yeah. Um, they have some of the best watermelon in town. Um, they got the yellow support. watermelons, right? What's that? Do they have the yellow watermelons? They do. They do the yellow hey, watermelons. No, those are good. Those are good. Those got a different, uh, different take to them. I like those. It could come out and support my friends at uh, Take Care Apothecary. For sure. They have all kinds of great soaps and all, all kinds of cool stuff like that. Uh, um, yeah, just come out and check us all out. You'll really, really enjoy it. What, you got a time? You got time limits? Or what's the the, la- the last? Because, I mean, it's at the start of the day. It's a, I think the, that, that uh, farmer's market, what is that, like 7 a.m., maybe even earlier people are out there? I've never been out there that people early. Are, people are there early. Um, I can't say I'll be up there that early. Yeah. But uh, it starts at 8 o'clock. 8? And it's going to end around 5-ish. 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. There we go. On Saturday. On, on, Saturdays, um, every- on Sundays, we start around 10. Cool. Okay. Okay. So freaks and geeks out there, y'all heard it. If you need something to do, not, I think we all need something to do. We all need to get away and, 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 uh, get, get to some, uh, uh, support some local people around here. Um, head on out, uh, out to Lockhart, um, put in the Google maps, check it out. If you've never been come, come on down. And again, that is, uh, uh, every Saturday from, uh, every Saturday and Sunday in October, the Saturday set is going to be uh, 8 a.m. to 5. And Gregory, I think you were going to say the Sunday set is uh, 10 a.m. to 4 or 5, around the same time. Four, there we go. There we go. So uh, either day, uh, either the Saturday or the Sunday, and you got uh, eight attempts. to Eight, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four Saturdays and four Sundays. You got eight attempts to go and check that out. Uh, um, but I wouldn't buy the pumpkin on the last week. Uh, you can. I'm not telling you what to do, but uh, I'll buy that pumpkin on the first week. That's what I'm going to do to utilize it. Um, but let's move away from farming. Uh, um, uh, thank you for doing what you're doing and keeping uh, that alive. Uh, um, there's not many people that uh, that are still doing that. And especially right now with this whole thing that I don't like to talk about, it's uh, uh, it's not easy. It, it wasn't easy in the first place. And now it's even more difficult. Um, you got sure. a lot of things going against you. And that's not even... That, that's not even to take into consideration if the crop was successful this year. You know, that's the other thing you got to worry about. So, right. Uh, um, but let's get into it. We're a few hours early, um, but let's talk about October 1st. And let's also get into just like spooky and, and, and creepy uh, crawlies and stuff like that. Uh, um, why do you like the October month? Why do you like uh, uh, the ghouls and the goblins? Uh, let's just open it up with that. Oh, ever since I was a kid, I've been obsessed with like the monster, the Universal Monster films. Yeah. Um, I've been watching those ever since I was a kid. My little girl loves them. It's like this our family's thing. Sure. We have um, 
memorabilia. I've uh, I, I've gotten the autograph of the man who played the creature of the Black Lagoon. Yeah. Uh, I got the autograph of uh, Bella Ghost. I'm sorry, Boris Karloff's daughter. Yeah. Uh, I've been nice. obsessed with films ever since I was a kid. Frankenstein, Dracula, Christian yeah. of Black Lagoon, uh, The Mummy, The Fan of the Opera. I've been just the Wolfman. I've just been obsessed with those characters ever since I was a kid. Great. And the closest, and growing up as a kid who was, uh, I wasn't the uh, popular kid in school. Um, I was uh, I was the awkward one, the oddball. Yeah. And those characters I, I, and, really. And Greg, I don't think any, because this, this show caters to the freaks and the geeks. And uh, I don't think we got any of those popular kids here. We don't got any of those people here. This is all for the roughnecks. This is all for the uh, um, the torn and the tattered, the beaten and the bruised to come on back and and uh, still continue to to rise up and, and uh, pursue, show, show them what we got. But keep going. And that's exactly what Frankenstein was, or Frankenstein's mm-hmm. creature was, beaten and bruised. But all he wanted was love, man. Yeah. All he wanted was love, and he wanted just some appreciation. That's all he was after. Yeah. And that always spoke to me. And um, and the, it's the way we treat these monsters. And 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 you always there was always a sense of sadness with these monsters. I always felt. Yeah. These old Universal monsters that. Um, they really were just kind of looking to belong in a way. They were really just sure. kind of looking to um, to feel at home in a world where they they weren't at home. Yeah. And uh, so I've always had this uh, just love of these monster movies. Yeah. That really reminds and, me. Um, it's not really a monster movie. It's more a sci-fi. But um, do you remember The Iron Giant? I do remember The Iron yeah. Giant, yes. Great film, great film. Freaks and Geeks, if you don't know what that is, Iron Giant, go check it out. Beautiful film. I'm glad it only received a, uh, a one movie. Uh, does it deserve a sequel? Yes, but let's not even think about that because that one movie is amazing. And that one uh, movie is, again, just like a, a, a it's a kid. I forget what his name is, and he discovers this this iron It takes place in the 50s. Robot. Yeah, yeah. It's an older, it's a, an older uh, uh, dated uh, uh, piece. Uh, it's a cartoon. Uh, an animation. I think it's a DreamWorks, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. But it's a it's a beautiful film about just. It was like, right before uh, the computer anim- computer animation really. Yeah, only, definitely uh, before the really Shrek, before over. Shrek and stuff like that. It was. Right. Uh, yeah, you're right, and that's a uh, that message in that movie is similar. Uh, um, um, and it's very Terminator two like as well with the whole like uh, you have this 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 <laughs> huge robot that's like. Um, gets finds this kid and then playing along with this kid and then and then the robot the robot picked up on other people's uh, uh, actions and I think he saw a, a a hunter kill a deer or something like that right right and he activated this like this uh, uh, mindset or this mind well, thing I, in the robot I always saw that's a movie about the the message of the movie being that negativity just creates more negativity yeah. No, I hear you. And how I people agree. pick up on negativity yeah. and how that may actually makes things way worse than it should be. That it was a peaceful giant, but when the people started acting negative towards it, mm-hmm. it was acting negative back. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And, um, and it's crazy that the the giants started off acting peaceful. Like, why right. didn't the people continue with the peace? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's a wonderful um, movie, and I really wish they made more movies like that. Yeah, um, I know there's a guy in uh, children. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't think Disney does a, a good job of doing that anymore. They used to, but it's it's too monetized now. That that movie, and they do have some good movies with some good uh, 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 heart behind them. But uh, I always feel that heart is like, all right, well, let's do a sequel, and then that. Yes, 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 because there was no need for Frozen Two. Yeah, nah. nah, nah, nah. 
there was no need for one. The yeah. story was already told. There was yeah. no need to continue on the story, and yeah. um, it kind of ruined it for sure. For sure. What What was think thinking back? What was your favorite Halloween costume as a child, as a uh, uh, teen, and or as an adult? What do you got? Or what are you thinking about this year? What's your approach this year? My well, this year I'm not sure yet, but. Uh, at the farmer's market, we're all talking about dressing for Halloween. I haven't got that far ahead yet, but I will tell you my favorite Halloween costume and is memorable to me because um, it was uh, it involved my entire family, my daughter and my wife for the first time. My daughter was no more than a few months old, but um, I went as Fry from Futurama. Ooh, that's awesome! My uh, wife went as a uh, my wife Rachel went as a uh, as a uh, Leela. Leah, the one eye. Yeah, yeah, and um, we, my daughter, my my wife made a uh, a bender baby costume oh, for my daughter. Oh man, that's awesome! That is crazy. A little bender. Yeah, she she <laughs> she built like a little beanie hat. <laughs> yeah, had the antenna and bender's eyes and stuff, and that's, like yeah, it was really awesome. really adorable. That's cool. That's really cool. I dig that. That's definitely our favorite. That sounds like a good. I mean, any team like a uh, 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 team costume like that just is is great. That's really good, man. I dig that. Um, cool. But I want to ask you a question. What is your, okay? If you were to name your favorite Halloween film, what would it be? Uh, or favorite see. horror movie, or uh, I, I, or a film I, you would watch during Halloween? Every Halloween, I watch this film. Let's see if I can think of another one though that, that I like on that horror before I drop this one. Oh, I got that one. That one's the second one. I don't watch that every Halloween, but that one's really good. I like Stephen King stuff, and uh. uh uh, I hate I hate to be like oh typical you like Stephen King there's more to horror than that but I do love John Carpenter I, John Carpenter oh. I believe Halloween was like the first uh, one of the first films that uh, that I ever watched I remember being terrified of uh, I think it's Halloween three or four Michael's return when he comes back and the 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 girl gets trapped in in the old house that would have creeped me out the first time i, I think that was halloween five actually five five yeah yeah and that yeah. is that a jamie lee curtis's daughter or like it's, well the story's been like so that. um yeah. there's like there's like different different uh universes of that story like yeah. the news the new series they have out now uh like all those were um are, are not connected yeah to those yeah, older yeah, films yeah. At that, all. That, yeah no i i remember hearing about that um yeah but that that one was creepy when she gets like stuck in the house and then you you now you have michael myers chasing you in his old house that's that's kind of terrifying um but i remember i I remember watching halloween when i was a kid and um, it it was one of the first movies ever to get me like fascinated with film yeah and the art of filmmaking Uh, because i truly believe the film the original halloween with the john carpenter halloween was a was truly a work of art it was the uh Citizen Kane of a horror movies to me, like every shot, the use of cinematography, the use of music, yeah, every angle. Like, I like, yeah, every- I like the visual from uh, the camera angle from Michael's perspective. Those are always yes. creepy, and then you get Jamie's perspective and turns around and there's nothing there. Oh man, those are good. There's this, there's this beautiful shot, um, and it's uh, it's one of the only horror movies that ever actually gave me a teary eye because it was just so beautifully put together. Yeah. And it was a shot where she's walking across the street. She's not getting she's not getting an answer from her friend. She's walking across the street, and the music's playing just perfectly. The wind's blowing just perfectly. The color is just right. Uh, the camera is moving just right. Her performance is just right. Like everything about her just walking across that street, that one spot, 
if she's her just walking across the street to get to her friend's spot, which is like the only time of peace you feel yeah. during all this chaos. And it was such shot so beautifully and shot so masterfully that I still think John Carpenter is, even though he is pretty highly credited, that shot alone makes him one of the most underrated film directors of all time. Yeah. And I'm talking about compared to like Spielberg or Coppola or, or people yeah. like that. No, I mean, John's got some great stuff. And then the musicality as well, for him to like create that theme just on a little piano and like... And, and it's, it's such still, a simple thing. It's so simple and it's still like terrorizing minds and con and, and 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 causing fear on on that day uh and it, it like everybody loves to learn that for some in in some way or fashion to play that well if you watch that movie there are just a few wonderful details that and it's one of those movies that every time you watch it you always notice something new yeah. and i'm not trying to ruin the movie for anybody's ever seen it so spoiler nah, alert. Nah, nah, come on guys it's been how many years has it been <laughs> <laughs> but there's this wonderful scene where uh, her friend um I can't remember her name at this moment, but yeah, I forget she her goes to her well. car, she opens it, realizes it's locked. She goes back inside the house, grabs the keys, comes back out, and you don't even notice it as the audience, which is yeah. so amazing and it's so clever of John Carpenter. But she comes back out to the car, she opens the car door and gets inside. You completely forgot that, she, as the audience, you completely forgot that the door was locked a second ago and she had to go get the keys. Oh man, I didn't even I, I didn't even thought about that. That's crazy. It's a, she opens the door, she gets inside, she closes the door, she sits for a second, realizing that she just Ooh, opened the door to a door to... that was just locked a few minutes earlier. I'll have to check that out. I'll have to in in uh uh was Michael in the car? Yeah, with Michael in the car and she That's looks the at station the station wagon, right? That's the station wagon. Yeah, yeah. She oh, looks okay, at the window and, and notices it's foggy, and then yeah. that's when she gets uh yeah. she gets uh, strangled. But it's yeah. so so brilliant and so subtle that the audience totally forgets about it. Yeah, I hear. And you. it was it's, it's part of one of the most brilliant moves in cinema history. I mean, it's yeah. it's so clever. And then there's the part the very beginning with the pumpkin that does mm-hmm. it close up to the pumpkin. Mm-hmm. The, the eye the and portrait. the nose make a shape. Oh, really? Michael's head in the knife. Dang. See, I haven't you see that I'm gonna have to I'm gonna watch this on the 31st at this time and, and take a look at that. I usually watch that one, but that's not the one I was gonna reference. Um man, that's that's some cool little uh, pinpoints. And I'm almost like those weren't those were placed there for a, a reason, you know. That was done specifically for something, and uh, it's just individuals out there to catch it and, and to continue to share that. So that's awesome yeah. that uh, you know that. And I tell a lot of my friends who who think it's just another uh, generic uh, slasher movie. I'm like, no, it's not a slasher no, movie. No, no, it's, it's too not. intelligent to be a slasher movie. It's yeah. too creative. Um, it's um, these characters that you actually care about the characters. These characters aren't just set up to die. Uh, there's a, there's 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 a moral to the story. The act, I mean, it, the acting's actually good for you know yeah. <laughs> slasher movies. Yeah. Don't tend to have good acting. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. No, uh, this one's good. This one's and the story's the story's good for sure. For, right, exactly. Um, and then yeah, I will say mine. But to go off like Carpenter stuff, like The Thing, uh, uh, Escape from New York. Oh yeah, just, what he did. It, 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 he he was heavily prominent in like the the seventies and eighties, right? Most more so the was it late the seventies, eighties? Yeah, yeah. The late seventies into the eighties, but he did he did a lot. And those, I mean, like. The Thing was another horror film, but it was a, a, a very uh, 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 psychological horror film, a mystery, if you will. And then right. Escape from New York was just this action-packed thing. But it did have an element of horror to be like, 
take your you're this guy you're this this uh uh, uh let's call him snake plissken because uh that's who he is uh this this bad <laughs> motherfucker that goes in and and and, and he's a, he's a prisoner himself and it's like snake they they fill him with this like uh uh this poison that's going to expire right. if he doesn't commit to it. And it's, 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 I think it's based in 2001. Maybe, maybe I, something um, like that. Cause you, you get this little message at the beginning and it's like 2001 or maybe even 2005 or something like that. It was 2000 something. Yeah. I remember yeah, that. It's, yeah. It's crazy. But, but uh, I, just always, I think that one. The thing about John Carpenter that people don't give him any credit for is the man created genres. Like yeah, he created this sure. utopian genre with sure. uh, Escape from New York, you yeah. know? <laughs> like, and then I like, like his utilization of the, the doctor from Halloween also being the president from, right, right. Uh, from uh, Escape. And, and and this is something important to remember. Escape from New York came out before the Terminator. It came yeah. out before you know movies like that. Yeah, uh, it came out before James Cameron started doing his thing. So I mean, uh, the movies that we see now, they like like a lot of movies owe a lot of debt. A lot of film directors, especially action film directors, horror yeah. film directors, sci-fi film directors, owe a lot of debt to John Carpenter and his yeah, style for of directing. Sure. For sure, it's great. It's great. Uh, I really dig it. He did the last one, the remake, right? No, he did not do the remake. Oh wait, wait, wait. Um, the Halloween thing? one, the Halloween. No, no, he produced it. He did not. Produced uh, it. Okay, okay, okay. I got you. I got you. Good. Which uh, um, it would be nice to see him come back and direct another one. I would like to see how yeah. he would handle that in uh, yeah. this generation. Yeah, I think I think it can definitely occur. But uh, uh, the movie I always watch uh, when tossing the candy out and uh, um, just bringing in the last day of the of the month, the spooky day, is uh, 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 Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. Ooh, um, nice! Yeah. I, I really like that film. That's one of my favorite horror films. Just to, that's another one of those around. movies you can watch and oh, uh, notice yeah. something new every time. For sure, there's a lot to notice. Have you seen the documentary Room Two Three Seven? I have seen the documentary. I've also watched a lot of uh, Rob Ager's yeah. um, uh, stuff, uh, his uh, little things on YouTube. Which yeah, if you have to check that out, stuff, Rob Rob Ager's. I've never heard of this. Yeah, yeah Rob. Um, I think I'm saying the last name right, um, A G E R, but he does these wonderful film analysis of these uh, of these movies. A lot of Kubrick films. Um, yeah, he, he he really breaks them down, and it, he he. Um, I have to check that out. That he good. broke down a lot of Paul Verhoeven films as well. He yeah. it, it, it's really really cool stuff, and uh, and it's interesting because he does it in a way to where he's like, you know, he may not necessarily agree with what he's saying exactly, yeah. but he's just throwing it out there to see if you may. Yeah, agree with it or not? Yeah, if you haven't seen, um, if I know you've seen it, but for the the freaks and geeks out there, if you haven't seen The Shining, go see it. If you haven't, if you seen, haven't seen, seen The Shining, you ought to be ashamed of yeah, yourself. For sure, for sure, you should <laughs> definitely, definitely. Uh, um, but uh, um, that three two uh, two three seven, the documentary that that and that's a recent release. That's like within the last like five years, right? Yeah, I believe so. I, I think it came out right before my daughter was born, and she's yeah, five. So it was really, really good. I, and I, I've watched that like maybe two or three times because you can miss a lot of stuff in there and oh, it's uh, uh oh man that that documentary is really really good and i, I highly what recommend. i was always interested about the shining was that um it was actually nominated for a razzie award yeah for worst uh, director what? It, it, what? it really was you can look it up and um and of course the worst shows are all horseshit anyway but yeah. um yeah, yeah, yeah. but um I you can watch it but watching it now, you couldn't quite like like what you're joking, right? Yeah, it's it's a hell of a lot better than the than the rem- the te- made for TV remake, and the made oh, for TV remake was. is is more 
um, by the book. But uh, um, I think it gets a bad rap because uh, uh, Stephen King didn't like it and didn't want anything to do with it. I feel if Stephen King would have liked that, uh, Kubrick's direction in Kubrick's film, it would be huge. But well, since, as, uh, as an artist, um, you're an artist, I'm an artist. Yeah. Um, you're very protective of your work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so we can't really be mad at, at King for that because mm-hmm. people are just protective of their work. He, um, that's his baby. Yeah. But I think, I think Kubrick was also a, a, a mad artist as well. And oh, of course he was. Yeah. I, I, I think the direction that Kubrick took it was still amazing and beautiful. And I, I wish that a, a, a Stephen King would have seen some, cause I mean, he did a great job. I mean, he got it creepy. Kubrick still did, did it, made it creepy. And that was a solid. I, I've horror. always, com- I've always compared Stanley Kubrick to Pink Floyd. Like they're yeah. the, oh, uh, that's a good comparison. Art- they are the artistic band or the yeah. artist, art, the artists who actually made it into the mainstream yeah. area. Yeah. They were still able to make mainstream music yeah. or in, in films while still doing art. For sure. I and I always know. thought I that agree. was really, really cool. I agree. Uh, well, Gregory, it's coming on uh, almost time for me to go. I got to transition. I got to take the uh, the podcaster uniform off and, and go into the the meeting room and, and commit to doing that. Um, but uh, uh, thank you for uh, thank you for being able to uh, sit down with me and, and um, shoot the breeze, talk about uh, uh, farming, talk about uh, what you do in the city of Lockhart. Can keep it up. Uh, thank you very much for doing what you're doing. Um, again, you're gonna you're, you're the, are, are, are are you essentially the poster boy for this uh, um, this this fall festival coming up? Oh no no no! I want to give a big shout out to my buddy Patrick. He's uh, with uh, Gabby and Ava's uh, Ava's uh, produce. Yes, he's, he's my partner in all this. Cool, um, cool, cool. He's just uh, he's camera shy. He doesn't like being I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. I don't want to give a big shout out to like a lot of the folks out there who in Lockhart. Who, do it, um, do it. Give us, give this. This will be the last run on it, and it, I got to break out of here in a, a probably uh, sixty to one hundred and twenty seconds. But throw your last shout outs and even uh, plug your uh, social media if you want and uh uh and then we'll wrap it up uh go for it all right well i just want to i just want to give a shout out to patrick and his family um this has been really really great to getting this together uh, i want to give a shout out to the cobble feed supply they've been uh really helpful help try to get this together and whatnot uh very thankful for uh, printing solutions for uh, getting our uh, stuff printed out for us um, plus the labels, my, the labels for my product, um, Man, take care of Apothecary, great folks over there, uh, Chaparral Coffee Shop, there are great folks. Um, there's a lot of great folks that work around here and, um, and please support local business. Um, sure. um, please support local business is very, very important, uh, especially right now, uh, cause people really could use your help and this is, uh, this is the time to do it. And, uh, and, um. Barrio House, great place. Uh, shout out to them for uh, for having the guts to uh, open up something new and wonderful in Lockhart. Uh, that's I think that's that's really dope. What the hell? What they opened up there? Yeah. And uh, we are uh, the Mata Family Farm. We are on we are on Instagram um, now. <laughs> there are two Mata Family Farms, so make sure you put in the Mata Family Farm. <laughs> that's excellent, us, excellent. and Mata I think Family the. Uh, Y'all's uh, Im- y'all's profile image is currently like a, a green, right? 
And it's, it is, it is. It's yeah, our, it's our okay, logo. Your logo. Excellent. So if y'all get confused on that, the Mata family farms and the, um, the, uh, the profile image is a uh, green, but, uh, uh, excellent Gregory. Um, Thank you very much. Uh, I, I apologize for being on sh- such short notice. Uh, oh, I no. Think, uh, uh, I think we got fine. some good talking points. And uh, uh, again, keep it up out there. Uh, um, keep, uh, keep on going. Keep on doing you. And uh, um, I, think, uh, I, think, I think Joe Dirt said it best. Life's a garden. Dig it. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, totally. Uh, yeah. Uh, again, Gregory, uh, thank you very much. Good luck in the future. We'll more than likely see you this Saturday. I do need that pumpkin. And then uh, uh, um, we'll just keep going on from there. Uh, um, this was Gregory Monta um, on the Doctor's Orders podcast with the 512 Foot Doctor. And go check out uh, 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 Mata, the Mata Family Farm on Instagram and come on out to the uh, um the the new the first annual uh, uh like fall festival out on the square of lockhart on uh, saturday mornings and sunday mornings it carries off into the uh, to the afternoon but uh, um every first every saturday and sunday in october um you're going to find a lot of people on the lockhart square and uh, come out and support them with the best uh, sauce in town guys for sure for sure come out and purchase and buy and buy and buy bring your costumes and uh, and uh, um per- and uh, and support the local individuals well gregory i think i'm about a, a minute late and uh, uh, <laughs> sure, uh, sure. thank you very much once again uh, uh have an amazing day and uh keep on keeping on keep on doing it thank you appreciate you guys excellent sir take it easy we'll see you later on thank you bye 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 well freaks and geeks that's all she wrote. Once again, I want to thank my guest, Gregory Mata of the Mata Family Farms out in Lockhart, Texas. And don't forget, uh, starting the first weekend of October. So that's today. Today's Saturday. So Saturday and Sunday. It's Saturdays and Sundays. Every weekend, um, this is going to be the first annual Lockhart Pumpkin Patch uh, presented by the Mata Family Farms and Gavi's and Ava's Produce in Lockhart, Texas. So be sure to check that out if you need a, a, a pumpkin to go pick up. Uh, purchase it local, purchase it out there, and, and support those two, uh, those two parties and uh, uh, that community out there. Uh, get spooky, get spooky. Freaks and geeks, uh, on my end, uh, uh, thank you very much for listening. Um, remember to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend, and uh, uh, utilize that uh, uh, GBB Green Belt Botanical CBD promo code and get yourself 15% off. That is all caps F O O T D R 1 5. And uh, 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 remember to follow Gregory, uh, uh, the, the Mata Family Farms, on the IG at the Mata Family Farm, T-H-E. And uh, don't forget to follow myself as well on the IG, on the Insta, the 512 Foot Doctor himself. Uh, uh, you got to spell the the with the A for me. And it's uh, T-H-A-512-F-O-O-T-D-R. All right, just like the promo code, the 512 Foot Doctor. And there is also a, a, an official uh, uh, The Doctor's Orders podcast um, Instagram as well. So go check that out. Go check that out. Uh, with that said, appreciate you, freaks and geeks. And uh, fuck, I said it one time. I hate saying that. Uh, but here we go. Uh, thank you very much. And uh, we'll see you on the next one. Don't be late. Thank you.